Shad here, still in the midst of danger alongside my comrades. The creature appeared next to Tulak, attacking, while I placed a trap to hamper its movements, and Gilda shoves Tulak from danger. Tulak winks out with his own powers of invisibility, with the Festrogan toe, attempts to douse the light of the ever-burning torch with its ribcage, perhaps reducing the power of this light-driven creature. After a series of blows and heals, Lady Gilda manages to grab the creature, giving me the opportunity to land the finishing blow. Now able to take in our surroundings, it appears to be a reading room lost to time and unaged. We find a magical rubber duck and continue on our way. Failing to access another door to the north of the library, we find a cavernous unfinished room and finally a small furnace room. Upon closer inspection, burning ghosts fly from within, attempting to burn our minds and bodies. So we regularly talk about a couple of things off mic or semi-regularly and James brought it up today off mic and uh, it's nothing quite like recapping uh, what he called an unforgettable moment in tabletop role playing. And I want to know who's got some unforgettable moments. I know we share some, at least some of us too, in the games we've played before this pod um one that we that james and i sort of share is the death of my very first character which was semi-planned uh i didn't know when it was coming he tried to kill me several times but i i knew i was going to die it was like we kind of both planned for it to happen um so i could change a character and and create a a dramatic scenario for for the rest of the group who were you know extremely um uh green for the whole the whole process and uh, it was right after <laughs> when James' fiance's character and my character were were uh, at odds, and and <laughs> and she felt really uh, obligated personally, and I think it, and in character to like overcome it. And then we did, and we had this like bonding moment. We're all sitting in James' living room at the, ca- at the coffee table <laughs> or the card table. And with this bonding moment, and she bought my character like this scarf or cravat or something. He was a half orc barbarian, and um, and uh, we're walking down the street, and I basically got struck by an arrow in the neck uh, shortly after. And then one of the other party members tried to pull it out, which is a big no-no with an arrow. I don't know if anyone knows this. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
And uh, I effectively died in a very short amount of time <laughs> without much uh, choice. And it was uh, it was particularly devastating for <laughs> for, for James Fiance. <laughs> uh, and I will I will never forget it. I will never forget just how shocked she was and everyone was but yeah uh finally overcame that uh that that um what's the word I'm looking for the the, the chafing of our relationship <laughs> smoothed it all out and then bam gone it was uh unceremonious not unlike samal <laughs> you preemptively deserved it i was gonna say that it's everything you deserved <laughs> and more vicious so mean <laughs> that's right we're coming in hot today buddy <laughs> I actually have another unforgettable moment too with with uh, with uh, James fiance um, and it was a uh, different campaign new characters and my character got uh, dominated and nearly killed her character I was just attacking attacking and stabbing and I had a, a lance and I was playing a, a, a cavalier and uh, by the time the combat was done I was like dude does my character remember all of his actions and you were like yup and I just and I grabbed my own lance and I just snapped it underneath my foot and just like tossed it aside. And then and then she uh, it was a druid, I believe at the time it was druid or cleric. Uh, she's usually a druid, but uh, used mending on the lance and just handed it straight back to me as like a sign of forgiveness. And I was like, no, you keep it. <laughs> I was so upset. <laughs> Yeah, it was, that was a, a good, good one. combat. That was yeah, it was. Elder Oblix from Five E. I love that creature. It was it was brutal. It was that was one of the tougher Five E fights we've ever been in. Yeah. So those are both very memorable moments of just like friction. That was the word I was looking for earlier. Friction between my character and Jess. It's just amazing. Anyone else? Well, I think for me, it would be the game that got me back into TTRPGs. I was playing Curse of Strahd, uh, DM by a good friend, Michael. And I had been playing with myself and two other people who had never played before. And we played through the whole book and it was amazing. And I think just kind of watching them grow as role players and playing the game and enjoying it a lot. And then, you know, we had the final battle with Strahd. And I think that just how stoked everyone was after with the accomplishment and, you know, wrapping up the campaign and finishing the book. I just think that that moment was just really good because it was solidifying me being back into the hobby. And at the same time yeah. was, you know, for the people that never played before, was just amazing. They were so excited, so stoked. It's actually quite rare to complete an adventure like that too, right? Yeah. Like what a sense of accomplishment. Exactly. Finish a campaign and with two rookies, like it was great. Mm. And, you know, by the end of it, they were so much better than how they started. And it, oh, it was great. So then I was back in hook, line and sinker, basically. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, well, I think I've made it uh, known on this podcast that this is pretty much my first real big campaign. Um, I had another DM recently, and they were great. We had a lot of good laughs, but nothing super memorable. And since then, kind of nothing. I think that's on you, bud. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. I mean, I, I, if I were James, I'd be offended right now. Samal's death meant nothing to you, Dunk? <laughs> He didn't have enough time to get to know the character. No, um, I yeah. still think about him all the time, though. I mean, we have had a few good moments that are at this point of recording uh, spoiler related. So I'm just going to just gonna leave those in the dirt for right now. Yeah, that's but fair. Yeah, you, you're all right. Do you ever play a really meaningful game of Catan or anything like that? 
<laughs> Ooh, actually, yeah. You ever get like the seafarers and explorers uh, expansion of Catan, where you like put a huge ocean into the middle of the island and then build a few other islands? Um, after about seven or eight hours of that, things get like monopoly level toxic. <laughs> <laughs> I've never actually played Catan. I don't know anybody who owns this, and I've just never, never had the opportunity. Really, I own it. Yeah, no, like you? you know, any of us. I think it's free on Steam if you ever want to try it online. Because I've never played either. Oh well, Duncan, book your flights. We'll play Catan instead of playing Pathfinder together. <laughs> oh my god, it would be so much less stressful. There's no heel checks into Catan. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon goals. Patreon goals are there. We'll do a we'll do a live uh, live Catan session, <laughs> Scotts. I know you've got a couple, James. You've killed a couple people. <laughs> I've yeah. killed you a couple times now. <laughs> yeah, I have. Um, I have what feels like more than my fair share for the amount of time I've actually been doing TTRPGs. Uh, so like this is maybe the sixth game that I've ever played in, but I've been running games for like six years now. I, I have a lot of good memories from it. I wanted to touch on the time my buddy rolled like four natural twenties in a row uh, <laughs> during a one shot. To stay riding a dragon to shoot it in the back. <laughs> I thought about touching on the time you rolled like six natural ones in a row, and I thought you were just going to flip the table. <laughs> it was four, four consecutive natural ones in the same turn. Uh, it was one turn as a monk. <laughs> and I think your first turn, the next round, you also rolled the natural it's one. Possible, after that. yeah. It was it was a nightmare. It was a statistical anomaly that I've experienced in, in both directions. Yeah, someone looked up the math. And it was like one in four point something million or something like that. To yeah. Be to <laughs> something ludicrous. Uh, I, I thought about touching on my Starfinder character and her death and, and how that like really, really messed me up for a while there. I had a, I had a really hard time uh, recovering from that. It was my first like real character death that I mm. really cared about. Mm. Yeah, that was a tough one. Also unceremonious. Yeah, but like yeah. James knew what he was doing, right? He he like he play, he was game face mode. He knew he was drinking a poison, and he knew how deadly Starfinder poisons were, but he didn't know just how deadly this one was going to be. And it was it was yeah. it was like a yeah, it was game face mode trying to get something out of this this character and, and taking the risk. And um, it was a Princess Bride poison cup game. Yeah, basically, <laughs> you yeah, were killing people was, left, right, and center in that Starfinder campaign, though. Oh, mm. she was a murder machine. It was crazy. Yeah. Uh, by the end of that campaign, Bones was was ripping shit up, though. <laughs> I believe Goddamn it. Right. But I think what I what I actually want to talk about is this one time in uh in one of my homebrew campaigns, things started to get really really heavy. Like it became a really dark game, a really dark campaign. I spent like three weeks prepping this one game session, and everybody comes over and. My loving and beautiful fiance makes these cocktails. Um, I don't remember what they were, but they were like brandy. It was it was uh, brandy Alexanders. She brandy made Alexanders. homemade creme de cacao. Yeah, yeah. So she makes everybody these brandy Alexanders, and we spent the entire five hours that we had planned to play the game in this one bar, and we didn't get to any of the content that I produced. <laughs> but I I I homebrewed this dire honeybee mead. Oh my god, um, the funniest thing. Like a la minute, I was just riffing with them and and we homebrewed this dire honeybee mead and I was like, yeah, and the cask has seven tick marks on it. Everybody's like, oh, what are the tick marks for? What like how did it get the tick marks for? That's 
That's how many people died trying to harvest the honey from the dire bees. <laughs> so it's it's a seven seven person cask is is how they marked it. Was, yeah. it oh, it's it, amazing. It cost seven lives to get that. And the more there. people that died getting it, the more expensive it was. <laughs> yeah. And it's like one of my favorite things that I've just off the cuff oh in the middle of a session. And I, I think it, it nearly killed a couple of you. That was one of the funniest things I've ever experienced. And just that whole session, we got drunk in your living room. Well, getting drunk in game in a tavern. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we did for five hours. And my God, I I I don't remember much of it, but I just remember those no, facts and the and the dire beat was so funny. Oh my god. Yeah, we had a bard, so I think there was a dance off at one point. But, <laughs> like we just we didn't get to any of the stuff that I spent like this hard three weeks preparing. And it was such this such a nice reprieve from the darkness of this campaign that I had been throwing yeah. at them to, to just spend a night, like really just hanging out, but hanging out in game. So such good memories. Another uh, very memorable thing is the fact that you start every single episode by saying, so uh... <laughs> that's predictability, you know, <laughs> just like how bad my segues are going to be. You know, You just know it's, guarantee it's gonna happen so uh it's time to play but uh so uh we're doing this you guys speaking of dire circumstances yeah there you go well speaking of uh of memories and unforgetful moments unforgettable moments okay james had a good one what are you doing lady lady gilda has stepped (laughs) into this room (laughs) and uh where there's a uh just a, a five by five room with a barrel and of an old furnace. She lays her hand upon it to open the lid. The lid shoots open itself, and shrieking, burning ghosts lunge towards her. Using their reaction, ghostly assault, which in turn uses the burn knowledge ability. And I'm going to need a will save from you, Gilda, to start because they are burning at your memories. Like hey. singeing the pages of a book. This sounds less than desirable. That is a 10. And that is certainly a fail. Yeah. I think I want to spend my hero point to reroll that. Just that will be my last hero point. That is a 19. That's much better but still not spectacular uh 19 total 19 total okay yeah. well that's taking you from a critical failure to a failure i'll take that's it win. <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh you are stupefied one for one minute and you can feel random memories escaping your brain like you you're about to remember something and then you your your, your mind can't seem to grasp it Again, as if incinerated pages from a burning book. These moments are being pulled away from you. And now we're all going to roll initiative. And let's start with who's ro- who's playing Shad this week? Shad is Scott. Shad is Scott. All right, Scott, why don't you roll up Shad and Tulak for me? All right, for your boy Tulak. 26. Ooh, not too bad. 25. 25, okay. Physic? Physic coming in hot with a nine. Uh, okay, and Gilda. Gilda got a 15 for 20. 
you guys are looking all right. Uh, just for clarity for anyone listening, so we don't cover stupefied very often, but it basically it gives a penalty to all your uh, your mental uh, abilities, so wisdom, charisma, intelligence, and um, and you have some struggle casting a spell as well, if you get to that. Uh, I will. Top of the round is this furnace and its vengeful spirits. It rolled a massive, uh, <laughs> an absolutely massive initiative. Uh, it is going to strike out with a burning lash at you, Lady Gilda. In fact, it's going to do this three times. There are two of these spirits slashing at you, like sort of almost in turn, but synchronizing. Um, and I don't think they hit. The highest I got was 21. 21 does not hit. No. Okay. And it's going to be two lock now. Okay, Tulak would like to use a spirit lore to determine mm-hmm. what is going on here. Okay. Unless you'll take occultism. Uh, I would take either, yes. Okay, occultism, coming in hot. They certainly seem incorporeal from what you can, what you can see, but you are not entirely sure uh, what their deal is. Okay, um, also, what does this furnace look like? Is it built into the ground, or is it above the ground? Yeah, it is above the ground. You can kind of see it. It's, like, right in front of Lady Gilda. It's that sort of um, thing on the map. It is, uh... It's like a cylindrical tube facing up with hatches on the top? It's it's like a metal bin um, with, like, a hatch lid on the top. And the room is, like, sweltering hot. But there's no, like, fire. There's no evidence of, of the furnace being, like, activated. So it's basically, like, yeah, it's, like, this lid on the top. And you would throw stuff in and, and, and burn it and close the lid. Um, it seems like an odd an odd mechanism. But somehow, because it doesn't seem functional. But it, it is, mm. somehow. Especially odd because it produces ghosts, probably. <laughs> now, nah, that's, that's everyday run-of-the-mill mm. stuff. That's your... That's your main tag. That's your main tag special right there. <laughs> More barrels than not down here probably have ghosts in them. All right, Tulak will cast guidance on Lady Gilda. Okay, and I would like to make a. I want to make a spirit lore check to determine if this is a haunt. Is that a fair assessment? Okay. Yep. You want to go for a second round? Yeah. Uh, no problem. Um, yeah, this is a hunt. You're quite sure. You would think that not not unlike the cobalt spirits from from the surface, um, you could probably exercise these spirits um, or even perhaps intimidate them or cow them in some way. So, Tulak, before finishing his turn, yells to his compatriots, "This is a hunt." Scare them back down from whence they came. All right. Shad's up. My boy, Shad. Okay, so just for listeners, this is a 10 by 10 foot room. Furnace in the top left, Lady Gilda top right, Shad bottom right, and the barrel is in the southwest, just to confuse everyone. (laughs) The room is full, essentially. So after moving in, he turns to them, and in his most gruff voice, Freeman, I'll let you act this one out, but I'll make the roll. Uh, what would you like me to say? Well, I don't know. Let's see what we roll first here. This is really, really not on. This is really not on. You should, you should be ashamed of yourselves. It's a 16. I'm telling your mother. 
Uh, and they don't seem to respond at all. <laughs> okay. And with his last action, he's going to try to put the barrel into the furnace. Maybe one action to pick up the barrel. Um, you probably couldn't get the barrel into the furnace, but you he could try to maybe pick it up and place it on top. The barrel is quite large and pretty much the same size as this this metal bin. Okay, he wants to pop open the barrel. Uh, pop open the barrel. Um, sure. Roll me a uh, let's call it an athletics check or. Um, I don't think you'd use a rapier to open that up. What'd you say, James? Sorry. Laura Cooper. Yeah, Laura Cooper. <laughs> um, he's got thieves tools. I, it's maybe maybe safe to say that there's a uh, a lever of some kind in there. So yeah, just roll me um, roll me an athletics check. Natural one. Foo. Um, yeah, he can't seem to get it open. It's 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 stuck tight, stuck get fast, early as it were. All right, well that's it for my boy Shad. Okay, Lady Gilda, can you sort this out? Yeah, so Lady Gilda is going to cast a spell. So let's talk about that for a minute. Okay. Uh, so stupefied, if you use the cast a spell action while stupefied, um, you it, your uh, spell might be disrupted. So the DC is five plus your stupefied value. So it's a, a, a flat check of six. DC six. Okay. So I am going to burn a focus point uh, to cast a spell called Perfected Mind where I remove all distractions that I can attempt a new will save against a mental effect that is currently requires a will save. Okay. Cool. All right. Cool. Uh, roll me the flat check. If you fail, you expend the spell and it's wasted. Yep. I'm going to add the guidance here, which is a plus one. Uh, you can't add anything to flat checks ever. Okay. But no penalties, that's a no 14 then. Okay. You get it. Uh, I will re-roll a will save and I'll add the guidance to this one. There you go. That is an 18. <laughs> um, that, I'm afraid, is not going to do it either. Okay. Uh, can she see these creatures? Um, yeah, they're they're sort of like just floating above and around this um, furnace. And what are they, what do they appear to be made of? They're like sort of humanoid looking ghosts, but they're shrieking and they're burning. They are on fire. Okay, they're on fire. They're is what I'm on fire. Here. Yeah. Okay. With her second action, she will attempt a shield bash on the one closest to her, if there is in fact one close to her. Uh, yep. Uh, that is a twenty-seven to hit with the shield bash, and you just sort of swipe through the apparition itself and make no contact at all. Yeah. But as it as you swipe through it, it does sort of react defensively as 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 if you might have. Um, and you catch a glimpse of here. Let me should we roll a perception check here. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, this thing does seem to be bound to the furnace. They're incorporeal and they're bound to the furnace. It's time to retreat. I don't have the tools on me right now to deal with these things. Uh, and with her final action, she's going to stride out, leaving her her open to an attack of opportunity if they take. It does not. Yep. That's your turn. Okay. And that brings us to Physic. Seeing Lady Gilda run out of the room and um, having just heard her say the word incorporeal, he is going to bust out a quick alchemy and make a lesser ghost bomb. Mm-hmm. So Physic will craft one lesser ghost charge and throw from lesser cover behind Tula with plenty of room to spare. 
Okay, throwing from lesser cover, that's a 22 to hit. Uh, 22 will hit. This does positive damage, correct? Yes. Throw me some damage there, bud. That will be a seven positive damage. Um, okay. And throwing this, it it uh, it basically passes through these burning ghosts almost impossibly and lands on the furnace, um, striking it. Uh, and not that you would quite know this, but I'll just give a little peek behind the curtain. Uh, positive damage does extra damage to the furnace, but the furnace has a pretty high hardness, and um, so you just barely uh, didn't do anything to it. You didn't bypass its hardness, so it just lands splashes and has basically zero effect. Okay, so does the splash damage on top of that, does that like uh, count against the hardness, or is it two different uh, two different counters? Yeah, there? it does not. Yeah, they, they basically uh, uh, separate. They don't they don't uh, stack for the purposes of overcoming things like PR and whatnot. So, okay, well, fools rush in, as they say. <laughs> that would have been three actions: one to draw uh, the alchemist tools, one for the quick alchemy, and one for uh, throwing the bomb. Okay. I thought, could you can you not quick alchemy and throw at the same time? Actually, let me double check. Oh, you have quick bomber. Um, yeah, I have quick bomber, and that's only a mani- if I'm using the manipulate trait, which is usually pulling it from the bag. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, that's fine. That puts us at the top of the round, in which these ghosts are now going to start swinging again. Um, what's my reach with these guys? Uh, oh yeah. Okay. Um, first strike is going to go after Shad for a twenty-nine to hit. Yikes, that's a that's a crit. That's a crit. Okay. Um oh. Oh man. Oh no. Uh Shad's going down. He takes 28 fire and mental damage. Jesus. Whoa. All right. Uh Shit. and I, I I still need him to roll. I actually need him to roll a will save as well. Shad rolls a 23 on the will but is unconscious and dying. Okay. Uh 23 on the will is good. Bad news, Bears. Next strike is going to come at you, Tulak. And that's going to be 11 and then a 19. Miss and miss. Okie dokie. And it's your turn. I've got the f- sickest thing that I want to do right now, but mm-hmm. because the item is not in my bandolier, it's can't happen in one turn. So annoying. Uh, what is it? Because we, we don't, we, we scrapped bandolier rules. Mm. Okay, well, basically what Tulak wants to do is with shaking hands, wants to reach into his bag, pull out the Wand of Quench, then trick magic item. So he'll make a roll against a DC that you choose, uh, a nature roll because it's a primal spell, and then attempt Mm -hmm. to quench over top the area over top of the furnace. Gotcha. Okay, and how? Uh, where, where in your inventory do you have the wand? Is it in your backpack, or is it elsewhere? It's in my backpack. Okay, so that is going to take two to pull out. Anything you have in your backpack specifically is going to take you two actions to pull out. Anything else is one. Well, I mean, when it's sorted into foundry, it's just inconsumable, so I don't know. Okay, well, that means it's on your person. That means it's not in your backpack. Okay, perfect. Well, like you have an actual backpack. That's where your rope and your water skin and shit is. Right. Okay, sick. No, it's not there. 
All right, then one action. Okay, perfect. So he pulls out with the shaking hand the wand of quench, and then I would like to roll a nature check against whatever DC you decide for this. I have zero in nature, so we'll see if this goes. <laughs> okay. Uh, what is the um, what is the level of that spell? One. The level one spell. Okay. Sorry, I said that no, super level- confidently, but I didn't check. <laughs> Please check for me, please. Please, please. Two. Ugh. Oh, you filthy liar. Um, okay, and uh, trick magic up in this. This basically, can you uh, describe that in a little more detail for me so I can figure out how to do this This DC? Yeah, so basically I, exa- I know what an item is, and so I know what it does, but I have mm-hmm. to use a check to attempt to like basically trick it so that I can use it even though I don't know that school of magic or that spell. Okay. So this basically allows you to be able to have the possibility where normally you wouldn't have the possibility at all. To cast it. Correct. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, DC is going to be 18, I'm afraid. Oh, boy. All right. Here we go. Yeah. Let's do it. You've got you've got Boku to, Boku to hero points, though. I know. I know. Hero point. <laughs> you hold that on us there, Scott? <laughs> oh, yeah. Big time. I just keep... <laughs> oh, I keep forgetting to use them, man. So I use one here. Let's just try. 13. Okay, I'm not going to oh, use another one. Nice. Uh, okay. So that is, that's it for my turn. I was really banking on that working. <laughs> so I'm still standing in the doorway <laughs> 10 feet away from this thing. Okay, uh, it's uh, it's Shad's turn. Or sorry, no, it's not. No, it's not. Got to get this right. This is the first time I think I'm getting officially right. His initiative order changes. He's now behind the, the furnace, so he has time before he has to roll his check, which is going to make it Lady Gilda's turn. Can I use a hero point on Chad? Uh, no, you cannot use hero points on other other characters. Okay. He used he did have his own for a while. I don't know if he still has it or not. It's gone. It's gone. Okay. Uh, okay, Gilda, first action. I mean, she's not as smart as she once was, so she's going to enter the room, grab Shad, and attempt to pull him out. Okay. This is, uh, well, we did, we did this not that long ago. We basically using shove mechanics uh, for a drag. Yeah, he's unconscious and dying, though. Yeah. Um, what's your what's your bonus to athletics? Good. 11. Oh, oh. yeah. Yeah, you can just pull him. <laughs> just cartwheel out with him. <laughs> Uh, though uh, we will restrict it, I think. Still, though, it's going to take. It's heavy. He's dead weight, so it's one action to to shove uh, five feet. Yeah, and so it'll cost you two actions to get him ten feet, essentially. Uh, this is actually closer to fifteen, based on where he needs yeah. to go. Because well, why don't you roll me in athletics and? Um, if you roll high enough, uh, one of these could just be a critical success, and you'll be able to get you the, the length you need. Okay. It's a 19. Uh, want to roll me a second one? That's a 24. That'll do it. 24 will do it. Why? Oh, no. Sorry. That's that's a 24 acrobatics. That's a 27 oh. athletics. Oh, that'll <laughs> definitely do it. <laughs> yeah. That'll hyper do it. Yeah. I'm playing okay. pretty fast and loose here, but I'm basically lowering... What what would what would be a normal DC for this uh, by quite a bit um, because he's unconscious and not resisting. It's not a, he's not uh, not a defense. I still want to be you know um, hard. Right? Yeah, roll him yeah, into a I ball and give him the fastball special. Yeah, that's <laughs> kind of what it looks like. Like Gilda just sprints into this room, picks him up, almost drops him, 
hefts him over at Tulak. Tulak drops him in the square behind him. <laughs> Tulak basically just avoids him falling on him. I, think. He's I love it. Yeah. Okay. And so that's your full turn, eh? You're still in the room. <laughs> that's that's what you're telling me. Yep. Physic. Oh, goodness. Uh, I guess that's going to be uh, drawing some healer's tools and uh, doing a battle medicine real quick. Where I... Yep. Probably a good call. I, I still don't feel good about doing these. I just want you to know you Go that. for DC 20, right? Just make that. <laughs> I'm good. No, DC 15. Good thing I did that. It's a 17. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wicked. All right. Heal him up. A 9 HP back. Okay. And he is no longer dying. He's the only he one that's taking up. damage so far, correct? Yeah. He is prone and now wounded one. Okay, then... A third action, he would like to use his healer's gloves use for that day. Okay. I'm not going to lose another one, damn it. <laughs> Nurse, crash cart. <laughs> this ain't a war, it's a moida. <laughs> Physic, Hawkeye, the slouch. All right, so laying some healer's gloves onto uh, one Mr. Shad, that's 16 HP back. Okay. Uh, he's nearly back at full now, <laughs> uh, but he is still wounded and prone. You know, I could get a much obliged if you, if you don't mind. But... <laughs> much obliged, Master Physic. I don't. Uh, I, I'm starting not to believe the tales that Lady Gilda tells about your your lack of skill. Vengeful furnace, a clock gonna come at Lady Gilda since she is present. Okay, sixteen. And then 25, and then 22. Uh, the last two hits. Okay. For the second one, she's going to use her reaction to uh, re- use reactive shield, which will turn her AC into 23. So the third won't actually hit, but the gotcha. second one will. Okay. Uh, so uh, you take nine fire and mental damage, and I need another will save as more knowledge appears to be trying to be burned out of your mind your memory that's a 22 this time around that's a meat to beat that's more indicative of what she's capable of <laughs> uh it is now shad's turn shad will stand hey. and shad will again attempt to intimidate these things uh 16 no dice these are angry burning ghosts um and he's just going to oh man he doesn't have much going on here yeah I mean it's a haunt like attacking it has proven pretty uh ineffective ineffectual um and the only thing you really know is that intimidation or religion yeah he's just gonna go again with the intimidate because I don't really know what else to do okay. with him right now 25 natural 20 baby Oh, yes. baby. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I said, uh, that's not on. That's what I said. <laughs> he's more cockney now, and I don't know why. Um, and, uh, and he's, like, just shaking his finger uh, just just beyond the over-the-shoulder of Tulak and Lady Gilda, like, dancing around trying to defend herself. Um, and one of them catches his eye and just, like, uh, kind of backs away like he's being scolded and then just, like, vanishes into the furnace but there's one still left it's gonna be two lock now what do you get all right 
two lock is going to attempt his own intimidate. So he sees the first one go down surprisingly after that shitty performance. <laughs> and he's just going to say to it, you head back down there or we will not release you from your prison. We will leave you to burn forever. If you go, we will release you from this pain and suffering. And it's 21. Not quite. Hero point. Let's see if I can Oh, he's better. going for it. 22. Meet to beat. Yo! <laughs> and you uh, cow the, the second one. And they it slams back into the furnace. And the hatch, like, closes really abruptly, but, like, so hard that it just bounces back open, and revealing just, like, a, uh, layers and piles of ash within. Um, and everything goes silent. Well, that was uh, unexpected. How's everyone feeling? If physics going to clap Shad uh, on the back, you're doing all right? Yes. Thank you, Master Physic, for getting me over there. Uh, that was uh, quite abrupt. But I'm glad I'm in safe hands. Lady Gilda, how about you? You were hit a few times there. I'm a little singed, I think, but not much worse for the wear. Uh, Tulok, could you do me uh, a, a rather important favor, I think? Absolutely. Could you just quickly explain to me where we are and why we were fighting a couple of fire ghosts that popped out of this trap in the ground. I I can't seem to remember how we got here. Really? It's strange. We have been moving our way through the dungeon for quite some time now. Does your head feel okay? Were you concussed? No, I don't think he got me on the head. I've got uh, some burns on my, my upper arm here, but... I I just I don't I don't remember this hallway. I don't I don't remember entering this room. I just remember coming around and Shad screaming out in, in pain and that's that's about that. It's very strange. There must be some sort of magic from these creatures. And I roll the hidden occult check there to see if I can figure out why. Yeah, you don't know. Uh, you, you basically can surmise that that it was a haunt, and it's likely that the haunt could have that sort of effect. But that's uh, nothing you've heard of or seen before. Physics but, just gonna whisper up to Shad like, "I repress scary memories sometimes too." <laughs> well, perhaps. Uh, but as uh, as you as you sort of talk about this, it's not long after you you pose the question that uh, you know. You, know, you start to remember walking down this hallway and trying the previous door at the end, you know, the, with the complicated lock and, and the, the room with the mining equipment. Um, you know, the words ring through your head, Tulak, saying, we've, we've been down in this dungeon for a while. You're right, dungeon, right, okay. And as the stupefied condition fades off of you, it all kind of slowly pitter-patters back into your memory. Right. Right, there was that unfinished room just down the hall. And there's another door behind Physic that we didn't try yet. Is that 
Is that right? That's right. Ah, I'm glad to see your memories are coming back, but this is making me very worried. They've been attacking our bodies quite a bit, but now they seem to be attacking our mind. We need to be careful down here. Yeah, maybe we should leave this furnace room here. As Lady Gilda says that, he kind of steps aside and allows her to pass, but he steps into the room and does a quick search. He wants to know what's in the barrel as well. Uh, take a little bit of time to crack the barrel. Um, he uses the pick. Okay, yeah. <laughs> just gives it a crack and a couple of tugs, and yeah, it is just filled to the brim with ash, so it would be like, extremely heavy. Uh, you would not likely have been able to pick it up. Mm. Shaddy or whatever. But uh, yeah. And nothing else in the room? Other than the, the furnace that's also filled with ash, um, and it's now hanging open, quiet. I wonder what the puzzle was. Normally haunts are like some some variety of a puzzle, but I can't even begin to fathom what it might be other than maybe actually lighting a fire or burying the ashes. Uh, well, haunts haunts in this are, are, are the same as like a physical trap, so they're, they're categorized as hazards. Um, they usually have quite a story behind them, um, but there's not always a puzzle. I was t- trying to quench it because I was thinking that potentially like they were burning bodies here and they were just stuck in this constant state of being burned alive and maybe even just putting even though there was no fire putting water onto it would satiate them but yeah the ghost being on fire versus them being fire ghosts is a pretty you know macabre detail yeah yeah it's the difference between horrifying and uh howl's moving castle <laughs> <laughs> That movie's still horrifying. Don't worry about it. Oh, I love that movie. Good one. Good one. Uh, the translation is great, too. Uh, defend action, just in case anybody was wondering. <laughs> so, are we going to try to knock this door down if we can't open it? Yeah, you were struggling before. This 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 one requires uh, it's four tumblers. There's four successful consecutive thievery checks. Right. And I think you got one earlier, but it's a, it's not a small DC. Like a real tumbler lock, stepping away from it, does it reset the checks? Um, yes. Okay, so he would have to get four consecutive now as opposed to three because he didn't just like leave his uh, pick and hook in there. And if you, um, I believe if you fail or critically fail, um, you break your tools, which you did. Um, yeah. And it, but yeah, you had we did you had replacement one. tools. Yeah. And we have a mending scroll or. I think, or wand, somewhere. Oh yeah, I think you're yeah. Right. I um, have a scroll of mending. Did, yeah, but didn't you so. use that? How many? Or was there multiple? Maybe there was multiple. You definitely used one. Yeah, we used one for the bookkeeper. Yeah, haunt. yeah. Uh, anyway, I guess she's just gonna try and put a boot into it. That's the gilda we know and love. <laughs> All right, puts a boot to the door. Roll me an athletics to force open. Can Shad aid? 16. Uh, Shad could try to aid, yeah. Oof, 14. Yeah, doesn't aid. Big old boot, and you just go, damn English oak. What's English? Kevin Kevin Costner's uh, Robin Hood, anyone? No? Oh, boy. (laughs) I watched that film on repeat when I was a kid. (laughs) It's a good movie, though. (laughs) I... 
It's a I think that might be one that. of my least favorite adaptations of Robin Hood. It's <laughs> only good for Alan Rickman. And even it's then, like, Alan, Alan Rickman has the worst though, voice. Yeah. Morgan Freeman's pretty good in it, too. He is, yeah. That's true. <laughs> and for being the uh, the genesis of Robin Hood Men and Tights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Great. I do love Carrie Elway. Blinken, what are you doing on the Watchtower? Guessing? I guess no one's coming. <laughs> Sidebar, I did oh. uh, blow up my knee one time trying to kick down a door, so you know, it's a little close to home. So you get for being a, a ruffian, Scott. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you do? You kn- did you not know where to kick the door? I was trying to kick right below the handle, and then my knee hyperextended downwards. Oh, that's so It gross. wasn't chill. <laughs> and then I had to climb down two stories. Anyways, I think the statute of limitations is up on that one anyway, so... Yeah, maybe we don't tell our listeners how to properly kicked down <laughs> hey they've got google if they if they get listening to the podcast they've got google next week <laughs> listeners meth labs <laughs> uh so how did lady gilda do did she blow out her knee uh no she didn't blow out her knee but uh yeah she did not uh not budget yeah she's gonna listen now that she's dropped a boot on it and see if anything stirs from the other side and you don't hear anything she will look back at her compatriots and kind of shrug his shoulders well it's okay just a point of clarification for me does lady gilda have to beat a specific dc one time to break it down or is she just attacking the hardness of the door yeah this is just a one and go this is a, a force open check it just you know didn't hit the sweet spot essentially yeah it was a five on the die so <laughs> i'm i'm prepared to go again yeah, the downside of doing this is, is probably pretty obvious, but it's like you could disturb what's on the other side and, and alert them to your presence, right? Yeah. It would be kind of insulting if they didn't know we were here by now. <laughs> Shad pulls out his crossbow and loads it. Okay, Gilda takes a five-foot step back, levels her shields, braces it with her other hand. <laughs> While this is happening, Physic also grabs his crossbow and loads it with light bolts. And she takes a running start to throw her shoulder and shield to distribute the weight across the shield as a more focused point. At the door, that's less with a 14. Donk. Yeah, no dice. Damn, this door. Trips on the cobblestones on the way there. It's a five and a three on the die, boys. Statistically unlikely. Just shrugs her shoulders again and looks back at the other guys. <laughs> Let's try one more time, then we'll move on. Nobody's got a knock spell or anything. I have knock, but it would be, or no, I don't have knock, and also it unfortunately isn't a mental spell, so I can't use my uh, occult evolution to pick it up. So mm. it's a little annoying, but it, it doesn't only grant a bonus; isn't like just straight up unlocks. Yeah, it does. It would help for one of the four, but okay. Third time's a charm. Shad will attempt to aid again, though. I'm having a hard time imagining how he can aid, like physically. I but mean, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, they could both kick uh, at the same time, or he could push her, or yeah. whatever. Natty 20 for 21. Ooh, okay. Take yourself a plus two. Shad's on fire, baby. That's a two oh on the my die. God, <laughs> for a 13, totaling 15. Yeah, the one thing, the one part of your memory that didn't come back is, is how to kick a door open. Yeah, she's just getting worse. Yeah. Um, I think she's done. Honestly, like we did have the one person with a leg brace kicking down a door this whole time. Yeah, I mean, she can pull out the retribution axe and just take the door down, but that's going to take some real time. Yeah, plenty of other places to get killed. 
<laughs> and I think we're all out of keys. Yeah. Damn, I really want to go in here before we went through the restricted door. I mean, we can wait. If you guys want to heal up, Gilda can just keep throwing her weight at the door until it opens. It'll happen eventually. Because the only places we have left to go is through that door, through the restricted door. And then was there one more door that we didn't go through in the courtyard where we originally met Ograil? Uh, nope. Okay, never mind. So it's just that then. Yeah, I think we're we're pretty close to being completionists on this. Yeah, yeah, they just have the restricted door, that locked door right now. All right, well. Or heading downstairs. <laughs> yeah, or, or downstairs. <laughs> All right, let's go through restricted door then, even though I really want to go through that door. It's been here for over 500 years. I don't think it's going anywhere. Door stuff. Shad hears a whole bunch of noise from the other side of the store. There's lots of rummaging and things being moved around and voices. Uh, it seems uh, several. I think there's several people in there. At least uh, two, three, four voices, perhaps. They're doing something. They're moving things around. I can, I can hear it. Not even trying to hide the presence. I wonder if they're making ramparts or something. Are they more locks or less locks? Hey. <laughs> I'm down seven health and would love to have that back to go through this door. Okay. If we want to take the ten minutes to do uh, treat wounds. I think, I mean, I haven't been keeping track, but I, I feel like it's probably closer to 40. Oh, sorry, in game time? Yeah, I, I trust you to know how long it's been since you um, you, you treated wounds there physically. Well, um, we'll give it a... On, uh, on Tulak or on Shad? Realistically, I think it's only been about 15 minutes since, since the taking down the haunt, so... I didn't heal Tulak. I mean, though. before yeah, I that is, yeah, because yeah. um, Tulak and Shad will need it, I think. Shad's looking pretty good. Shad's got the wounded condition, though. Like, what room would it, would it have been in? Probably in the room with Shimmergren, eh? Probably. I, I don't. I don't know for sure. Uh, Gilda will be fine if we take ten minutes for the via the compass, and she'll want that focus point back anyway. So, let's just assume we're taking ten. Okay. So you're taking 10 more minutes to for the cooldown and then 10 more minutes to, to actually treat the wounds, yeah? I think it's 20 minutes to treat the wounds total, but we're just... We'll take half hour. So she's going to throw her shoulder into the store again. Uh, one more time, because she's kind of choked that it didn't work. There we go. Physic, as you're treating Tulak, Gilda throws her shoulder into it, and this time I rolled a 17 on the die for a 28. Hell yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Uh, she's just had stage fright. That's all. <laughs> just didn't want to be watched, you know. Um, yeah, you smash that door open. Ba boom! With a big old crack. And uh, it's it's important, uh, I guess. Uh, is this before or after the the wounds are treated that you managed to knock this down? During. It's during. Mid treat wounds. As soon as the the final stitch is stitched. <laughs> yeah, as soon as she's got the uh, as soon as she's got the door up, she's done. She's just gonna stand there as a sentry. Yeah, I mean, you you crack the door to a room that is uh, fifteen by twenty feet. All of the walls are lined with bookshelves, covered in books. There is a circular wooden table in the center with a a, a sculpture, a partially painted sculpture of a sprawling city. 
and it's about five foot wide in diameter, like the table and the sculpture combined. And it looks like it's partially completed or perhaps even partially ruined. Can't quite tell from uh, from your vantage point. And just on the other side of the table is a um, a wooden statue of a woman that looks quite remarkably like the image that you saw in the Hall of Portraits of Belcora. For listeners, okay. we, he's come, uh, Lady Gilda's coming through uh, from the eastern side of this room, you know, in the middle of the wall, essentially, the, the 20-foot length. Western Straight across, across the other side of the table is that statue. She's just going to take the defend action and hold, hold fast as a sentry until okay. uh, Physic is done healing up uh, Shad's wounded condition in Tulak's health. Yep, okay. Uh, Physic got a 20 on the crafting check. Okay, who's who's going first? He's next to Shad, so let's do Shad first. Okay. Uh, for 10 HP back. 2 HP, okay. And that removes the wounded condition. That's the key part of that. Yep. Mm. And he gets his, his two hit points back. <laughs> oh, and a uh, 30 Oof. for one Mr. Tula. Hell yeah. Oh my god, that would have been a crit on a DC 20. <laughs> yeah. That's what's nice about having a plus 12 on your crafting bonus right now. Yeah, it becomes more and more viable for you to raise that DC the higher you get. It's great. Yeah, well, I'm just a little bit gun shy for reasons that I don't want to talk about right now. <laughs> uh, 11 HP back. Perfect. Nice. All right. Thank you so much, Physic. I feel much better. Gilda will have called to you guys about what she's seen, including... Um, uh, Snaggletooth. Um, fuck, what's his name? Tangletop or Augreal? Augreal, thank you. She'll also call it Augreal and inform him that there are more books. Uh, Shad, would you care to take a quick step in and maybe maybe do a little sweep of the area? The last time I stepped into a room at the table and it didn't end up particularly well for me. Yeah, Shad will avoid notice and step into the room. Uh, yes, uh, certainly. Um, also... He will light a... Well, actually, Tulak will just follow him to give him some light. Okay, so if he's avoiding notice, I want to know when he steps into this room, what are his actions exactly? Like, How is he avoiding notice when he steps into this room? I mean, he's just going to kind of slink, slink around the corner, take a look in, see if there's any traps and then move into the room if everything looks safe. And he's also looking because he couldn't see around the corners, right? So he was just checking to see mm-hmm. as yeah. well if there was any baddies. Okay. So he's not like he's not like ducking down or anything like that? Well, yeah. He's I mean, is he's he like, like is he like he's like spy walking like along the wall. Attempting to you know? hide? Yeah, like, he's or, attempting or to hide. Get down below the table kind of thing or Not below the table, but like he would like be kind of crouched down, peer around the wall and then move into the room. That's all I need. Well, I'll tell you why I said after, because there's like a little element we haven't been using much um, that is could be applicable. Um, but yeah, he uh, he doesn't spot anything. Just it's it's old and musky in here, and everything seems to be quite still. Um, he'd like to roll a perception for traps as well. Uh, sure. He doesn't detect any traps. All right, then he moves to the north in the room. Tulak avoiding notice follows him in and will bathe the room in light for him to search. 
And I mean, pretty much at that moment, you bathe the room in light and you, it, it sort of casts itself across this ruined sculpture and you get more detail. At least Shad now can see the more defined detail of this statue. And you take a look at it and you notice its eyes shift towards you. And this stiff movement of its neck <clears throat> and like its limbs. And it just almost like it's breaking away from some invisible husk uh, over its person. And it just takes one heavy step forward. Dunk! And we're going to roll for initiative. Oh, boy. I uh, I really hope it's not a construct. I'm not particularly well equipped to fight them. <laughs> uh, all right. We are going to go with... Let's go with Tulak and Chad again. All right. Chad. It's a hot 15. And okay. Tulak. A hot 16. Same order for the all boys. Right. Lady Gilda. Lady Gilda is rolling with an 18 this time around. All right. And Physic? That's a 27 from Physic. Holy jeez. Yeah. Uncharacteristically enthusiastic. <laughs> he just did some successful healing. He must be pumped. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, beginning of the encounter. It's going to be Physic at the top, obviously. Uh, let's recall some knowledge on that bad boy. Uh, okie dokie. Uh, that is going to be an arcane or a crafting check. Right man for the job. <laughs> yeah, give me some of that sweet, sweet crafting. Oh boy. Uh, yeah, you got it. And, uh, this is a wood golem. False. <laughs> I knew James would be uh, not so happy to hear it, but I know on the inside he's also like, awesome, because I know he loves golems. <laughs> I do love golems so much. I've never fought one um, that I can recall, so yeah. I'm I'm stoked for this to see how they okay. operate in 2E. You, uh, they are gnarly. Um, you just barely got it. This is actually a hard DC, too. So... What would you like to know about this creature? What, what, are, you, what are you aiming for? Uh, would you like to know more about its defenses, its uh, offenses? Uh, what are you thinking? I got a sneaking suspicion what its defenses are going to be. So maybe, uh, well, at least what its vulnerabilities. No, let's go defenses. Yeah, because okay. I know it's going to be vulnerable to fire. Um, defenses. Uh, it has a shit ton of immunities. Doomed, drained, fatigued, paralyzed, sickened, unconscious, mental, bleed, poison, necromancy, death effects, disease, healing, magic, and non-lethal attacks. Oh. It, it, golems work in a really interesting way when it comes to their defenses. They all have, although each one is slightly different, uh, what is called golem anti-magic. They are immune to all spells and magical abilities other than its own. However, each golem has weaknesses uh, in this regard. Um, they are harmed by, uh, each are harmed and healed by certain specific magics, typed magics, also slowed by certain magics, and also vulnerable to certain things. Um, the vulnerability doesn't really apply to you guys. It is vulnerable to shape wood in this case. Um, and I know none of you have that. Um, it is harmed by fire. In terms of golem anti-magic, 
that harmed by, quote unquote, is magical fire. Just specifying, okay? If you hit it with magical fire, it will not take that magical fire damage, but rather it will take a different specified amount of untyped damage. Okay. It's really strange. Um, and it, these, uh, the specified amount is dependent on whether it's a direct or um, area of effect or persistent damage. Um, it is sealed by plant magics, which doesn't really apply either, so you guys are more or less safe with that. And it is slowed by earth magic, which may not apply either. But what you're looking at right now is that no magic will touch it unless it is fire magic, and non-lethal attacks will not affect it at all. Hmm. Okay. And uh, it does have physical resistance um, that can only be bypassed by adamantine, so you're going to have to overcome that. So he's going to see this shambling... Probably not even shambling. It's a pretty, like, vigorous monster kind of thing, huh? It's like, yeah, it's working its momentum up. Okay, great. So he's going to see it through uh, <laughs> both Lady Gilda and Tulak. Say, oh, shit. Uh, you might not want to punch it, and your magic's not going to work. Let's just burn it with fire. And he's going to toss a lesser alchemist fire from, uh, from behind the both of them. Okay, so it's going to have lesser cover from that. Unless you want to move into the room. <laughs> oh, boy. We're, we're in it now, guys. Yeah, so this might be uh, one of the, the combats to retreat from, if, if I'm being honest. <laughs> uh, well, I rolled a natural 20 on that alchemist fire. <laughs> oh, I got another one? Ooh. <clears throat> yeah, two in a row. You are rolling like a beast today. What is this about? Um, <laughs> the foundry gods giveth and the foundry gods taketh away. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, roll up your, your critty damage to your lesser alchemist fire. Goblin up those 20s. Oh, now this is more in tune with what's going on here. That's a three uh, base <laughs> <Okay>. fire damage. <laughs> uh, three fire damage, but it does take one splash. And it does take crit persistent, so it's going to take two persistent damage. Um, awesome. But uh, just for clarity, this is not magical. This is alchemical uh, fire. So yes. it, just, it gets through, but does not apply to the goal of anti-magic. Anything else from you? Uh, he was going to take a step back, a step west to free up that hallway. Gotcha. Lady Gilda. I'm assuming that uh, Physic conveyed all this stuff to us. Yeah, in as many words. Yeah, so Gilda is going to first action draw the low grade silver hatchet. Mm. Uh, second action stride, and third action she's going to uh, she's going to strike with the hatchet. Okay, that is a twenty eight to hit. Oh. That'll hit, and it's six points of uh, slashing damage. It is a plus one silvered weapon, so I don't know if that does anything for you. Uh, it does not. One damage gets through. Yeah, that's what I figured. Uh, so you, you hack at it. You'd think with this axe you, you, or this hatchet, you'd get into in some of the wood, but it's it is sturdy, clearly powered and defended by magic. Uh, Tulak. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is, this is real. Well, bad. I have something for this, but I can't. So I was going to use the necklace of fireballs, which would be great, okay. but. Fireballs, range, area, 20-foot burst. Oh, okay, never mind, because I can make that work. So 10 feet away from everyone except for it. Okay, Tulak will delay. 
Now, you said you said that um it's only magical fire or yes. So a to- burning torch wouldn't do anything, eh? No, it would not. I mean, it would still do damage. You'd still do fire damage, physical fire damage. It still can take that. It's that magical fire damage is the only thing that can overcome damage-wise its immunity to magic. And it that de- and even then it doesn't do fire damage. It does its own untyped uh, set of magic. Copy that. It's very specific. Okay. Yeah, it's like kind of un- almost as if you're like that fire helps to unravel its anti-magic, if you will. That's how I sort of interpreted it. Okay. Shad, I'm going to delay. And then it's going to be Shad's turn. Okay. Shad has his crossbow out. So he will move slightly into the southeast corner and will fire with the shot uh, with the uh, crossbow. Okay, it's got his hand crossbow? Yep. Okay. Is it 13 to hit? That's not going to do it. Didn't think so. And then he will reload for his last action. Okay. And then Tulak is going to peel off one of the beads of his fireball necklace and attempt to throw that into into the square to the northeast okay. of the creature, or t- two north and one east. West. But... West, sorry. So he's going to make the attack. It's a 19 to throw it. Is this like, do you throw it at the creature? No. Or is it, it's like an area of it's effect. It's an area of effect. So I'm trying to throw okay. it in a way that will hurt it and not Lady Gilda. Okay, well, what's what's its radius? The radius is 10 feet. It's a 20-foot okay. area. Gotcha. Okay. So you're throwing it in the in the uh, northeast corner. Exactly. Perfect. That's great. And uh, it will hit this, this golem. Okay. You got it. You have to do a reflex save DC 21. Uh, okay. And that's, I assume, for half? Yes. Um, but regardless, I mean, it, it rolled exceptionally high. Um, it rolled a 34. Ugh. It's a basic reflex, so it'll take half, right? Okay, yeah. So basic reflex is half. Um, so it doesn't matter. Um, you don't have to roll damage. Instead, this thing just takes 2d6 untyped damage. It didn't roll very high. Uh, so it takes four damage right now. I feel like those are some drops in the bucket right now. Um, okay. And then for Tulok's last action, he will uh, cast Guidance again on Lady Gilda. Okay. He casts Guidance on... Okay. And that's it. Sorry, I took a minute. It is Wood Golem's turn. Oh, boy. Which will take a step to the northwest, kind of getting on nearly on the other side of the table as Lady Gilda. And then it begins to sort of like shake and a volley of splinters break off from its person and just shoot out at all of you. One of them actually does try to get through the hallway to you, Physic, but you're it's a really awkward line of sight there. So you're going to have some um, some cover. Ooh, cowardice. I feel like you have greater cover. So you're going to have you're going to have plus four to your AC here. Okay. Are these are these quills sentient, or is she just like Angelina Jolie and wanting wanted <laughs> these things around the corner? Well, it's it, just imagine it's like a one fluid motion, just like kind of just like does this big lumbering step and just like shoots out all of these these uh, splinters all at the same time. Um, 
And uh, we'll go in order of the initiative here. The first one is is going to head towards you, Physic. Um, and I roll a 32. That's a hit. With the plus four to my AC, it's not a crit. Okay. Oof. Okay, good. Uh, that's going to be 12 piercing damage. Dope. Lady Gilda, it's 23 to hit you. Uh, 23 is a hit. Yep. Uh, 12 piercing. Shad, 29 to hit. Oh, that's a crit. Shad's going to go down again, isn't he? 26 damage. Shad's not down, oh. baby. He's not down? Okay. And two lock. Natural one. <laughs> <laughs> For a 17. No dice. <laughs> it's like you, you dodged out of the way of the splinter that went after Physic, and it caused the splinter to miss you. And top of the round with that Physic. Uh, uh, the uh, Golem takes two... <laughs> to fire, uh, to the fire, chemical fire damage, but then succeeds its save for the persistence, so is no longer um, burning. Okay, uh, physic. Having just heard the worst kind of splinters happen, um, will stride ten feet to the east. And could you remind me real quickly how much damage did Lady Gilda just take? Not as much as Shad. Shad took oh yeah, no. Shad's just kind of in a tough spot. Uh, I just want to double check. Uh, this I, ha- I haven't used uh, my healing bond. Yeah, uh, I t- I took twelve. Um, Shad has a splinter through his sternum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right in the solar plexus. That's what you want. <laughs> okay, so uh, I I've, I'm sure we've litigated this before, and I'm apologize, but am I able to bomb around a corner? Like, would I be able to bomb Shad from here? No, not really. No. It's less than five feet, though. Wouldn't you just be able to reach out and just drop it at Shad's feet? I suppose I could, yeah. But I have to administer it, I, I think, is the... Oh, okay. I thought you said a bomb. My bad. Well, I, I guess I could bomb at his feet, but I, I imagined I was still trying to, like, bomb it into their mouth when it's a healing <laughs> potion. <laughs> Instead of just like, oh, your ankles are feeling real exfoliated right now. <laughs> So he's kind of out of my reach. Okay, that's fine. Uh, Physic will take a step to the east, or sorry, a stride to the east to be behind uh, Tulak. He will throw out a Tanglefoot bag from lesser cover at the Wood Golem. I don't know if I've used a Tanglefoot bag yet, have I? I feel like you might have A while back, yeah. Yeah, it's been a bit. Okay. For a 27 to hit. Uh, yeah, 27 will hit. I just accidentally rolled again, and it was another nat 20. <laughs> uh, so you hit it, and, and what happens here? That's just a regular success, I imagine. Um, yeah. Ideal damage. One bludgeoning damage. That's what okay, you yeah. want. Does not affect it. Oh, you know what? It's the minus 10 status penalty to its speeds for one minute. Escape is DC. I'm just not sure what you have to roll for the escape. Yeah, so I'm, I'm afraid I have some bad news for you. Oh. The Tanglefoot bag doesn't actually do any damage. Uh, but in order for its effects to take effect, it has to have been able to... The creature has to have been able to at least take one point of damage. Uh, okay. In the case of it having resistance or physical resistance five, it wouldn't take any damage, a single point of damage from this, which means the whole effect is null and void. Does it heal the golem? It does not heal the golem. <laughs> okay. 
Well, it's a wood golem. It's a nature spell, and he said it had um, effects. No, this is an alchemical infused alchemical item. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and it, there's no there's no element to it. Lovely. So yeah, there's a little jam that in your craw. <laughs> yeah. Oh, bud. It's a regular Cajun cookout down here. Uh, at third action, he's just going to draw his healer's tools. Okay. Lady Gilda. Gilda is going to. She's going to call for a retreat. I don't think we have the tools to deal with this right now. Let's at least get out of the room and and see if we can regroup, see if this thing follows us, or see if it's bound to this location, and then maybe we can we can we we we, 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 we can find a way to actually do harm to it in the future. Uh, she kind of stammers her way through because she's at this point in her life has never really met anything that doesn't take as much damage as she can deal out so yeah free action will be to call for a retreat first action will be to sheath that axe second action will be a stride third action will be to raise the shield just to try and block off everybody's retreat okay you're getting right up in front of this thing to try and block off the retreat okay oh boy Chad alright Chad will triple move get the heck out of Dodge. Yeah, into the main hallway library area, uh, just to the side mm-hmm. of the door. And I believe his crossbow's reloaded already. I can't remember, but if he hasn't reloaded, he yep. will reload. I'm pretty sure you did. Okay, that. then he will just yeah. ready in action that if it comes to that door, he will shoot with the crossbow. All right, two lock. Now, this is where things get tricky because I... Don't want to retreat? No. <laughs> Tulok's eyes glaze over as he raises his hands and starts to mumble in a language that no one understands. And rising from behind this creature out of the bookcase is the Vestrog. Oh, yeah, not again. <laughs> we can still retreat. Yeah, I we're going to summon this something else. Hold things down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I love me some Festrog. Let's be real. All right. Festrog. Back in action. Crawls out from behind the bookcase, knocking a couple books over from one of the that shelves. That is right. And now you are flanked. Can you be flanked? Uh, yes. Yes. All right. So it strikes out with Jaws. Okay. And that is going to be a 14 to hit. Rough. That is a miss. And then again with claws. 20 to hit. That is also a miss. Shit. All right. Is the Festrog on fire? The Festrog is not on fire. The Festrog climbed out of the bookcase. And it's just trying to attack and harry this thing. Okay. This this whole area is not on fire after that fireball? Well, that's up to Freeman if the fire sustains. I'm not sure. Hmm. I didn't think of that. We're in a room full of old wooden books. Yeah, but my <laughs> gut tells me that the fact that this golem has the, this anti-magic property, that it just like sort of almost absorbs all of that impact in, in its way and just like kind of snuffs it out, take, like sacrifices some of its own integrity in the process, willingly or not, and just like snuffs out the, the, the effect. That's how I want to roll it. it, considering I forgot. <laughs> so here, here I'm trying to justify. Uh, cool. And uh, it is now the wood golem's turn, um, which is now, oh boy, I mean, it's got four of you in its sights again. I, I think it has to do another volley. 
Does it go out in all directions? It hits up to four creatures within within sight. I did not see that coming. I thought it was going to be a cone. Yeah, it's it's not. No, it's in any direction, and it doesn't. It isn't affected by a multiple attack penalty until it is done. Um, so physic thirty two to hit. That's a crit. Twenty two piercing damage. I'll use my retributive strike there. Okay. As my reaction, so physic, you will take uh, six less. Okay, so 16 points of damage total. Oh, it's not disastrous. Are you going to strike out as well there, Gilda? I am, yeah. That is a 29 to hit. Uh, that'll hit, but you put your axe away, so it's not only will attack, it is completely immune. Uh, I can choose to take a minus two to make it lethal. Oh, this is true. This is true. So that would be a 27 to hit. I would prefer to announce that beforehand, but I'll okay, let it that's through fine. this time. Hey, no, no. Right, you're, you're, you're good. No, go ahead and do it through this time, though. You, you had it in your hand, I can tell. So, yeah, yeah. I, did, I did tell there. Yeah, so just go ahead, yeah, go ahead and roll the damage. That is 10 points of bludgeoning, and if it takes positive, uh, one point positive. Okay, so it takes half the physical, but uh, all of the positive. And it's going to continue its volley. Uh, next on the list is Lady Gilda for a, geez, 35 to hit. Holy That's a crit. Fuck. Um, 24 piercing damage. Okay. Shad, or not Shad, uh, Tulak, 26 to hit. That's a hit. 13 damage. And Festrog, 21 to hit. That'll do it. 16 piercing damage. Uh, that is two actions. It takes a, its third action and tries to punch at Lady Gilda again with a map minus 10 for a 25 to hit. 25's a hit. Uh, rolled real high on that. <laughs> Natural 19. 13 uh, points of bludgeoning as it punches you with its big old wooden fist. Top of the round three. This is a nightmare. Yeah. Physic, what do you got? Physic, run! Uh, at this point I have line of sight on Lady Gilda though right Uh, yes I'm going to throw a lesser um, healing potion at her lesser healing potion or elixir of life sorry a lesser elixir of life okay remember you're healing bombs it means even if you fail you still succeed right it's like a weird thing yes so you just have to not crit fail don't you dare don't you dare even for a second uh you know what i fucked up and did not uh make any elixirs of life oh but it's uh you have to do healing bomb through quick alchemy i think do not oh yeah you do yeah it has to be through quick alchemy so it would be um and it has to be two levels lower than you so it has to be the minor not the lesser yeah okay well that'll be that then 19 to hit. Okay, 19 that. hits. I mean, it, it, it's a technically a failure, isn't it? But it, it's not a crit failure, so. He's aiming for the square I'm in, not me, right? Yeah. Uh, no, I think he has to aim for you. Is it, am, I, am I wrong about that? Oh. I don't know. Uh, you throw an elixir at a willing target. You hit even if you fail. Yeah. So. Okay. You're, you're technically harder to, to heal with one of these, as far as I can tell, but... It's still a high chance of success. 
So you gain uh, two points of HP back? Two? I see three. Wouldn't it be halved? No, as long as nope. I'm a willing target, you hit even on a fail. It's just a critical fail you don't hit. Uh, so three points of HP, and uh, you'd still get your plus one item bonus to saving throws against diseases and poisons, I believe. No, that's on a critical success with healing bomb. All right, anything else from you? Uh, no, that's a move. That's a quick alchemy. That's a throw. Oof. Uh, okay. Lady Gilda. Gilda's going to delay until these guys get the fuck out of the room like she asked him to. Okay. Shad's out of the room already. Is he going to do anything? Uh, no, he's just going to continue waiting there, and he will attack if anything happens. Okay. Two lock. Actually, no, I take that back. He moves into the washroom and locks himself in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Tulak will sustain the spell and he will double move out of the room back into the library. And that will okay. be it for him. And then Festrog will uh, attack with Jaws. 11 to hit. That's a miss. Mm-hmm. And a miss again with the claws. And that's it okay. for him. Lady Gilda, you acting now? Yes, she's going to act, and I'm going to do something stupid here because I, <laughs> if if it works, I need all three actions. And oh, I want to no. raise my shield so bad, but I don't think I can. You're in rough shape, too. Yeah, so she's going to five-foot step away, which shouldn't provoke in yep. 2E. She's then going to shove Physic and attempt to critically shove him. Okay. <laughs> So that is an athletics check against your fortitude DC there, uh, Physic. Uh, that is a 14. Uh, I mean, he's he's willing to. I mean, I assume he's willing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, he, he understands his mistake. Um, I feel like with a willing creature, you can just auto-succeed, but the roll has the potential of being a crit, but in this case, it won't be. So I think you just succeed. Okay. So that pushes five, Physic five foot back out the door. Mm-hmm. And Gilda, with that success, moves forward with him. Uh, that's only in a crit success, I think. Nope. Right, 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 right. And final action. She's going to shove him again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I want to raise the shield, but I need to get out of the room this uh, turn. Because okay. even if she goes down, Physic, like, she'll at least be kind of blocking Physic. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she's going to do it. She's going to push Physic again. Can you push him? Uh, that is a 13. No, she has to push him straight okay. back. So that's a 13. Yeah, so just regular success again, we'll call it. Okay, so Physic moves five feet back. <laughs> Physic's just stumbling backwards. Gilda <laughs> moves <laughs> and moves five feet after him, so she's technically outside the door. Yeah. And free action, she's going to get as big as she possibly can <laughs> to try and give Physic cover from this creature's okay. inevitable explosion. <laughs> and that's that's all three actions for her. All right. Um, the, jeez, oh, let's see here. The golem is yeah, yeah I mean, it can, no I don't th- I don't think it's gonna splinter um there's it can barely see Lady Gilda but it's at this point there's hardly anybody in the room um so I think it's just gonna turn its attention to the Festrog and start swinging what's the Festrog's AC uh the 15 15 okay and how many hit points does it have left eight okay it's down <laughs> It just pummels this thing. It's like, bam, miss, bam. And just 
crunches it into the ground. And Physic, top of the order. Uh, yeah. Uh, Physic's going to stride past Lady Gilda. And uh, while he's going by, I'd like to use an action to shut the door. Okay. And the door shuts. So Lady Gilda is like shoving you. And then when you're finally out of the room, you just like kind of skirt around her. Uh, whip around the corner, reach out, and just pull that door slam shut with a gong. And that's where we're going to call it. Stemming the Tide is an actual play podcast of the Adventure Path Abomination Vaults, and is produced by the Uncharted North Network. Stemming the Tide uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Inc., used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Stemming the Tide is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. Music is composed by Will Savino and artwork by Greyhood. Stemming the Tide is recorded remotely using Foundry Virtual Tabletop. If you wish to connect with us or support this project and projects to come, we can be found at unchartednorth.ca, patreon.com slash unchartednorth, and on all major social media platforms. Links to all credits can be found in the episode description and our website. Thanks for tuning in.